The Words with Chris and Drew podcast is part of Podnose, the UK's leading independent entertainment podcasting network. For episode archives of Words with Chris and Drew and all of the shows on the network, visit us at www.podnose.com. You can also follow us on Twitter by at Podnose or send us an email by admin at podnose.com. Hello. Good afternoon. Back once again, like the Renegade Masters. Yep, with the ill behaviour. I'm sure we've done this already. We That's might fine. have, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, music. We've, uh, you probably noticed there's been a few weeks where we, we've just not done podcasts. Just haven't been bothered, really. So you can just deal with that, really. We're just deciding yeah. to take, a, take it easy this season. We're not going to push ourselves. Yep. You know, yeah, why yeah. the fuck should we? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So actually, a really aggressive start to the podcast. I know, right? This is... Uh, but yeah, that, we're just saying, you know, we're, we're busy. We're busy. <laughs> we're busy guys. We can't always just, you know... Can't entertain you lot at a whim, can we? No, exactly. Um, but yeah... What's been going on? Anything going on? Uh, even, anything interesting? Well, not even necessarily with you, just in the world, is it? In the world. Else? Oh, the world, I think, seems to continually be going to hell in a handbasket these days. Uh, doesn't it just? Um, anything in, in the world of entertainment? Or oh, well, or I, I, or? <laughs> I watched WrestleMania last night. Oh, you night. did, didn't you? Did you enjoy WrestleMania? I did. Yeah. Enjoy WrestleMania. You're watching the sweaty men in their underwear yes. cuddling each other for three hours. Yes, and the sweaty women cuddling each other. <laughs> oh, I've forgotten they do women's yeah. wrestling as well. In fact, the women's... I don't, uh, I don't watch wrestling, so. One of the women's matches was my personal favourite. Right. It was actually really good. Who, who was wrestling? Uh, Charlotte Flair, Ric Flair's daughter. I was going to say, is there any relation to... Uh, yeah, yeah, Ric Flair's daughter. Yeah. She was the champ fighting Asuka, or does she, Asuka. Does she, Asuka. Do, does she do the... Woo! Thing. She does. She does. And she does the strut. She does the little strut as well. Oh, even better. Yeah. Does she wear but the feather boa as well? That she's got. Yeah. She's got the. Well. She's got the big like jacket, but she's got like oh. a female version. You know. Outstanding. So yeah, but that was the match of the night for me. I'm Good. sure everyone else will have their opinion, but that's mine. So yeah, I'm pretty tired. So excuse me if I'm not as enthusiastic well, today you know, because you I was insist up insist till... on staying up until five in the morning to watch wrestling. Yeah. Well, that, once a that year. That happen, wouldn't it? Once a year, man. WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, cool. Uh, so... Well, I think before we get into the questions, we mm. need to just sort of address one point. Go on. Tom Sawyer, I think at some point this week, got in touch and he said, did. whose leg do I have to hump in order to get question of the week? Yes, he did say. And, well, the answer to that, Tom, is since I'm the one who chooses question of the week, mine. <laughs> I'd rather you didn't, though. Um, yeah. But, you know, there are other ways you can curry favour, it's making so seedy. Yeah. Well, it does, isn't it? <laughs> Specifically, you know, making cakes and things like that. Yeah? You know. So there you go, Tom. There you go, folks. Bribery. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge. Um, yeah, actually, question of the week. Julian's ahead. Yes, we've got a we question leader. We in have the, a leader. Uh, yeah. So let's see. We'll see if Julian can push even further to ahead uh, today because he has got, I think, a couple of questions, actually. Uh, or maybe it's just one. I'm just having a look through. I think it's just one. So, for his sake, you better hope it's quality <laughs> to go even further ahead. Well, what if it's not? Then someone else will get yeah. it, won't they? All right, should we get on with this? Yeah, why not? Oh, have you got a joke this week, by the way? Sure, why not? Oh, God's sake. All right, we're going to start with Mr. Rab McLennan. <laughs> hey, Rab. So, if you had to pick, what would you prefer to eat for the rest of your life? English food or Italian food? You can't switch back, otherwise you die. Italian food, no question. No, no question. Any yeah. other week, yeah. What swung it for you? The Italian Pizza? Italian food is completely delicious. It is. There's no Basically. arguing that. Yeah, but yeah. wouldn't you wouldn't you miss I some would, of the English? I favorites? would. There's a lot of English food I would miss, particularly English breakfast. You know, mm, that would be. Yeah. That would be. I'd be sorry to lose that. But, but uh, 
pizza and pasta. Pizza and pasta. I actually, um, I actually went for an Italian meal the other night. Actually, a place yeah. called Due Michi in Chislehurst. Nice. Very, very nice. Yeah. What yeah. did you have? Uh, crispelle. What's that? It's when sort it's of like little parcels of pasta, basically. Oh, okay. Um, in this case, stuffed with spinach and fettuccine. Mm. And covered in a seriously life-threatening level of cheese. <sighs> and baked into, baked into the dish, you know. Yeah, yeah. Outstanding. Yeah, I mean, on that evidence, I'm leaning towards Italian food as well. They do know how to yeah. cook. We'll give it to them. Then again, I mean, did he say British or did he say English? He said English. Oh, I, see, I was going to say haggis. I'd miss haggis. Mm. A haggis, obviously, as Rab will be well aware, yes. acutely aware, is not English. No. Scottish. You know, Rab, you could have actually swung it if you said British. Yeah, well... Because then I would have been... Thought, I would have been impelled to include um, haggis. Yep. Uh, Dundee cake. <laughs> Welsh rabbit. Shortbread? Shortbread, yeah. yeah. Rab, you've... Uh, yeah, what have you done? <laughs> All right, well, Emily Walton mm-hmm. also said, if you had to pick... Um, what would you prefer to eat for the rest of your life? Chinese food or Mexican food? You can't switch back, otherwise you will have to swap hair with Donald Trump. Oh, bloody hell. It's a good question. That's a fate worse than death, isn't it? So, yeah, Mexican or Chinese food? That one's a bit more difficult, because I, 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 I like it? both. Yes. I like both I am leaning, my instinct was to say Mexican. Mm, any particular reason? Uh, it's just, again, do you know what it is? It's, there's, I think Chinese is a little bit, it's not so much... It's, it's more of an... I always find it's a more special occasion if I'm having Mexican. Okay. Chinese is like that sort of... You don't... You like takeaways, for example. Mexican's more of a party. Yeah. <laughs> it, it feels like Chinese is sort of just like... You fancy a Chinese? Like, yeah, all right then. And then like, no one's that excited about it. But if someone's like, do you want to go to Chimichangas? It's mm. like, oh, damn. Hell, yeah. <laughs> you That's know what I mean? That's a fair point, isn't it? So it's like, there's a level... I'm sure there's... I'm sure, like... Like, you know, the Chinese takeaway... Probably doesn't do I was Chinese say, food justice. Because we, we had a Mexican takeaway the other day, didn't we? Well, you and George and didn't it, like it. It was it, what, to use the parlance of our times. It was completely jank. <laughs> well, yeah, it wasn't great. But that you can't judge Mexican food on that. Well, as, exactly. That's what I'm saying. You can't yeah. judge the Chinese the whole of their like you know um, cuisine. On just on a takeaway you've had bad takeaway I'm I've, saying, had some, I've had some good I've had, Chinese no, I've had, takeaways I've had good Chinese yeah. takeaway too but I just I think generally I would, if someone offered me the two I'd go be like yeah let's have a Mexican man yeah fajitas I like spicy food burritos and well. mm. exactly man that's the that's the shit right there so yeah that's my answer so you're going to say Mexican are you I'm going to say Mexican yeah Actually, it would, I say Mexican as well because it really. And, well, actually, Donald Trump doesn't like the Chinese or the Mexicans, does he? <laughs> no, it's a good point. Yeah. So who does he hate more? Mm. That's an interesting thought, isn't it? That is an interesting. That is a tough one. Mm. Um, I don't know. Let's. I think what we should maybe say. Well, if is, you say Chinese, then we've got. If, both we, if we have one covered. each, that'll really annoy him. Yeah. Because I'm sure he listens to this. Take that, Trump. Listen, I'm sure he tunes into this during his executive time. I wouldn't even be surprised. <laughs> like, <laughs> can you imagine if he, if he submitted a question one week? <laughs> oh, oh, we could only hope. Oh, no. Um, Emily, no, I, I really hope not. <laughs> I don't want to have to deal with that. Emily also said, "What? which is better, having loads of food that you feel is subpar Ooh. or having a tiny amount of food that you think is the best food? <laughs> well, you know, I would say... Well, the first question is, can the subpar food be stored... For any length of time. That's a good point. Because, I mean, it would be, you know, there are a lot of people in the world who I imagine would sooner have a... Uh, an abundance. An abundance. Than some quality yeah. trinket of food. But for me, um, I mean, if, I, if we're just all giving this in the, in the context of just going out for dinner or something like that. Mm. Um, I'm, I'm generally, I generally prefer smaller portions done well these days. Yeah. But that's, that's just me, you know. What do you Fair think? Fair enough. Uh, yeah, I think, again, depends on the situation, doesn't it? Mm. If I'm at home, I'd probably prefer an abundance that will last me. Yeah. But if I'm out for a meal, there's no point in getting a load of food that you can't finish in one sitting. I think there is a happy medium, though, because, I mean, you know, there are certain sort of types of food which you kind of deliberately order in, well, or deliberately get served in ridiculous quantities and are really quite tasty. So, like, you know, you go somewhere, like, an American-style diner or whatever, 
and you order a plate of potato skins mm. and they're just covered in like cheese and bacon and all the rest of it and yeah. you know it's not exactly hoot cuisine or anything but it's done well yeah, and yeah. they still give you because it's an American style thing they give you an absolutely gargantuan helping of it yeah that's true have you ever, have you, have you ever been to America? Not America. One of the, one of the things which was a real sort of really struck me is like when you go to have food there, mm. the helpings are gigantic. That, yeah, well, that doesn't come as a shock. They're gigantic. <laughs> well, they, they say I mean, everything's bigger in America. Yeah, I mean, I've only I've only been to New York and Florida, mm. um, but that was my sort of abiding memory is that they don't muck around with portions like no. this. Well, have you seen so the size they, of yeah. them? Wow! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, cool, well, let's move on because I'm getting hungry. Yeah. Um, all right, Julian. Julian, Julian the Bennett, leader. The leader. Uh, he said, what was your favourite toy as a kid and do you still have it? <laughs> um, <clears throat> I don't consciously remember this very well, but my mum tells me that, and I have evidence of this as well, my mum tells me that my favourite toy when I was really little, I had this little miniature postman pat then and it was literally just the size of like a matchbox car right you know, so, and it probably was a matchbox yeah. toy i expect so it's really really small and back in the day it sort of had in in the front win- where the front window would be it had mm. like a painted on painted on or stickered on postman pat and jess sitting in the yeah. driver's side and the passenger's side and it had royal mail painted on the side and all the rest of it you know nice. um and apparently that just i apparently i took it everywhere nice. because well being a, a little matchbox toy it was very, very portable, as you would imagine. Mm. Nowadays, it's a bit rusted, and, you know, the paintings all come off, and it's literally just sort of like a red van, va- yeah. faintly van-shaped. I do still have it as well. No, oh, nice. It's, it's in a drawer somewhere. I have a similar... I had a similar one, because mine was a little matchbox car as well, mm. which is weird. But, um, yeah, mine was, like, a really shit, like, blue... I remember it was blue, and it was a freewheeler, and it was like a little van... And it had the bonnet missing. The little bonnet had come off. And I had, I remember <laughs> this as well. My brother reminded me of this. He said that I named it the Darling Rat Bag. You told, oh, you told me about the Darling Rat Bag before. Why? That's the weirdest thing, though, isn't it? Why, why, why did you call it that? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. Um, this is, this is, I'm talking when I'm, like, five or six here. Mm. So where, where in my <laughs> six-year-old brain did I pluck that name from? The Darling Rat Bag. That's so That's strange. But, yeah, that used to be one of my favourites. Also, I used to have the... Oh, I can't remember what his name was. But you, I mean, you remember Stretch Armstrong? I do, yeah. But he had a dog. Oh, I didn't... I don't he know had a dog, that. and I had... My brother had Stretch Armstrong, and I had the dog, and I used to love that dog. But he burst. Oh, dear, he stretched him too far. He was like... <laughs> stretching too far. All the powder came out. It was, like, full of, like, this weird... like Almost like, yeah, just, like, flour or something. And I was like, oh... Do you, think that was the, do you think that was the precise moment your childhood ended? I think it may have been... <laughs> Really sad, isn't it? That is. That's quite the action man as well. My brother used to have one of them with a parachute, and he used to throw it out the window. <laughs> he used to just not work at all and just I remember plumb that. it to the floor. I, d- I didn't have an action man one. No. You, you could buy these little plastic army men. Oh yeah, with, yeah. Which had like the little plastic, really cheap plastic parachutes. Yeah, yeah. And on the odd, sort of like one time out of ten, it would work. Mm. But the process, really? yeah, the process <laughs> of sort of retrieving it, going upstairs, yeah. chucking it again, and yeah. repeating. I suppose it I mean if nothing else, you good got exercise, a, right? yeah, you got a decent amount of exercise yeah. out of it. All right, that was yeah, not bad. Good, good question, Julian. He might be in. I'd say that's a good, that's a contender. Mm. Like, brought back with some memories. Yeah, yeah. But we'll see. Um, all right, Katie Golding. Oh, Katie Golding. <laughs> this question: If your fingers were made out of saveloys, <laughs> would you be able to resist eating them? <laughs> A few people have... Uh, Chimed in on that one. Yeah. What, what, what Nancy the, Davis what's the, what's said... The, what's the gallery saying? Uh, Nancy said, oh my God, this question. <laughs> I think she was impressed. Obviously. Um, and then uh, Julian said, I assume your Savaloy fingers would still have nerve endings. That's a thought, isn't it? So it'd would be, there be pain involved? Um, yeah. Uh, who else? Uh, yeah. I think that was it. There's a couple more. Mm. But yeah, I'll, I'll get on to the next thing in a minute. But, I, yeah. I mean, I, I'll be honest, I'm not... Overly keen on Savoy, <laughs> they would as fingers. They would be. They'd be quite funny. They'd be quite funny. Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't be able to get much done. No, not very. Uh, well, this is the whole. This brings up Julian's point. Like having nerve endings. Like if they if they were made if you still had all the the skeleton underneath, but it was just the outer layer was Savoy, mm. then they could still work as fingers. I suppose that's true. Yeah. But 
then if you did eat them or try it, you'd have to like peel off and there'd just be bone. That's true. So you'd have to resist. You would have to resist. I would resist it. Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, apart from anything else, <laughs> I'm I'm not like massively keen on several anyway. I mean, <laughs> the only time I've ever attempted... And also, they'd be cold. They'd also be cold. They'd go cold. Well, they'd be body temperature, I suppose. Oh, I guess so, yeah. But that's like 37 degrees. That's and and for, food, and for food, that's positively tepid. Yeah. So that's, that's <laughs> um... But uh, the, only, the only time I've ever attempted to eat Savoy is like just hammered drunk, you know, when you go, no, when you yeah, come yeah. home and it's, oh, great, there's a chippy open, you know. Give me that sausage. Yeah, and <laughs> I, but I mean, if they've got jumbo sausage, I'll have that instead. Mm. Uh, Savoy is kind of like. Battered sausage? You, would oh, you... uh, maybe, sometimes. Mm. It depends on my mood. I think it depends on how much grease I feel I can ingest. Yes. Um, if I can't cope with much more much grease, or I feel that having a lot of grease is going to be a problem, yeah, I will avoid the battered sausage. The sausage. Um, if I'm feeling particularly greasy, though, why not? Why not? Cool. All so right. no, Katie, I would I would not eat my own fingers. <laughs> well, asked and answered. Um, ben, nothing. Hey, Ben, nothing. He said, if the film uh, The Purge became a reality, one, would you kill anyone, and if so, who? Two, what store slash house would you rob? And three, what other crimes would you commit? Oh man, I tell you what, I if I I'm not lying here. I I wouldn't do any of that. I'd go straight home and I'd board up all the doors and windows. No, oh, you'd go on the hide, defensive. hide under a very large pile of coats and pretend I'm not there. <laughs> Who have you pissed off? <laughs> Nobody. But the point is in the purge, anything's fair game, right? No, I know. So but... someone might say, Oh, that's a nice house. Mm. Be a shame if somebody broke in and murdered everyone. <laughs> Yeah, you know, and no, yeah, that's true. So you're not you'd go on the defensive. I would totally go on the defensive. Okay, yeah. fair yeah. enough. I'd then. batten down the hatches, um, get a load of tin. How long does the purge last? Uh, is it like 20, is it just is it 24, 24 hours, hours or, or yeah. is it twelve hours? I think it's either twenty four or twelve. It's like a night or. A day I, th- or I think it's twelve. I can't remember actually. I think it's twelve hours. Let's say 12. It's, it starts in the evening and it finishes yeah. in the morning. So let's it? just say it's a twelve hour, twelve to twelve midday frenzy and dance of destruction. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I'd I'd rather sort of just sort of hole up somewhere and try and stick out the twelve hours rather than going on the rampage. He also said, <laughs> what, "What about you? Would you sort of do anything?" No, you wouldn't I'm do not, anything. I'm not inclined. <laughs> you just sit there and watch your inclined. wrestling, would you? <laughs> well, does no harm. Yeah, I suppose actually, if some if some loot is broken, you used to be like, "Oh, hey man, sit down." What you could, <laughs> what, I suppose, what you could do is like, you, 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 them. you know how people sort of say you can actually defuse confrontations. If you sort of don't play the role that you're supposed to, so either go mental. No, well, or I mean, I mean, like, just can be completely calm. Instantly, I wouldn't recommend. Yeah, exactly. I wouldn't recommend anyone try this. But um, <laughs> I mean, I was, re- you know, I've told you about that Darren Brown book. Mm. He, he was mentioning that um, there's an anecdote he tells in there where a really drunk, angry guy just picked on him completely unprovoked, right. and was like what you're fucking looking at and mm. clearly wanted to hit him basically. Yeah. And he, the guy was sort of trying to instigate a confrontation, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah. So like normally, but a lot of people would say like, Oh, Hey man, I don't want any trouble or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Or they'd say, fuck you and push yeah, them yeah, back. Yeah, and in either yeah. case, that's going to lead to like an escalation. Yeah, yeah. And what he was saying is that on this occasion, what he actually did was, he just started talking some complete rubbish about something which had absolutely nothing to do with yeah, yeah. So he was like, oh, my cat's called Bob. Or, <laughs> yeah. In Sp- did you know in Spain, palm trees are legally limited to yeah, a certain height? And, and, and they're like, what? Yeah, and he's yeah. saying that, like, it, if you sort of. If you, if you don't play the role that you're supposed to and you make them think. and you sort of make them stop and think for a moment, yeah. it really. Not always, but there's a chance it will sort of give them a crisis of confidence. Because well, like, I'll be what? like, this isn't going how it's supposed to go. I've actually had a situation like this. Oh, right. right. When I was in, um, when I was uh, on my way to school once, I used to have to get the bus. Mm. So one morning, I was just at the bus stop, just waiting, like tired, like oh, whatever. I don't know how old I was, maybe 14, something like that. Maybe 15. Um, and there's a kid that always used to get on the same bus as me who was his little shit. Like, right. but he never never spoke to me but like I always see him I'd always see him and always hear him talk and be like that guy's a dick just you know, avoid him and then one morning he came up to me like <laughs> I was just standing there and he went he went have you got beef 
Like, as, and you obviously he means yeah, yeah. For no reason do I want to fight him yeah. or something. And I was, I just, I saw, I didn't start talking gibberish, but I complete. Obviously, I know what he meant, but I just played completely ignorant and went beef. What does that mean? I was like, what, what, what do you mean, like beef, like meat? I was like, what? And and he was just like, because I acted dumb, mm. he just kind of went. He did his like kissing his teeth thing and walked away. But it's like if I had gone, yes, let's have a fight. It's eight o'clock in the morning. That's the that's exactly what I want to do. And right if you, I suppose, if you'd been cheeky and said no, I prefer roast duck, that wouldn't have worked, <laughs> really. probably not. Yeah. Because what what bullies like is being made a fool of. Oh yeah, yeah, they love it, don't they? <laughs> they really respond to that. But, um, so, but the thing is, yeah, you, you could attempt in in a purge sort of situation. You could attempt something. You could like make a little buffet table. You know, like a huge spread with like all sorts of nice food on it yeah. and, and whatnot. I put the wrestling on. If like loot is coming in, it'll be like, oh, hey guys, come and join me. Yeah. Cup of tea. Cup of tea, <laughs> cakes, finger foods, volvons. Triple H is about to do something <laughs> really manly now. Well, I mean, you know. And they'll go, oh, sweet, cool. Yeah. Or not. Maybe they they, that, that might just completely they might befuddle them the edge, and they'll be yeah. like, okay. I'm really sorry, man, but we've got to nick your telly now. Like, well, you can't because you won't be able to watch the wrestling then, will you? Yeah, exactly. Hey, Fools. <laughs> yeah, then call him a dickhead. Yeah, that probably um, went out. Ben had another question, which was, why the fuck do girls seem to be better than guys at Fun Wars? <laughs> I don't know what I've, he's on I've, about. I've never... Joe Lord said... I've never tried this, actually, Joe Lord so. said, Ben, I love this question. Uh, and Katie said, this is amazing. She said, Ben, women eat more oranges, so their thumbs are stronger for, from peeling them. It's a well-known fact. Huh. Well, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Asked and answered. Uh, this is positive. I'm about to ask the next question. It's, it's another food related one. It's actually making me kind of hungry. Because um, Carl Smith. Carl Smith has said. Hungry, um, hungry he said, What sauce do you put on chips? Now, Ooh. this has come up in our this is a relationship before. Ah, uh, yes, I know exactly what you're. Uh, <laughs> What you're talking about as well? Chips and mayonnaise. Never the twain shall meet, as far as I am concerned. Mm, I'm, I'm a fan. Yeah. So yes, you, you were very tickled when I said that the first time. Yeah. It's become like <laughs> I don't know quote. why because it's a simple statement of fact. Yeah. What What do you put on chips then? Just ketchup? No, I, I, I generally, don't really like ketchup. I, I generally just salt and vinegar, basically. No That's, sauce at all. If I do, it, it's. If I, if I did, it would probably go um, maybe brown sauce, actually. Brown sauce and chips? Yeah. Um, <sighs> then ketchup. And ketchup? Ketchup, yeah, that's what it's called, ketchup. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then mayonnaise would be far down. I think the thing is, I've had some sort of like dodgy late-night takeaways where you mm. get a kebab and chips, and the chips end up completely slurred in chilli sauce. Or garlic sauce, mm. but in either case, you you don't you find that you don't really mind. Mm, you yeah, just want to you, you just kind of really want to get some really stodgy, seriously stodgy and greasy food into you, double quick. Yeah, fair enough. I wouldn't argue that. Um, um, yeah, cool. So yeah, sauce. I mean, I, I yeah yeah yeah. But generally, my first first order of thing business would be uh, salt and vinegar. Fair enough. All right. Uh, Carl has some more questions. I fancy that. We'll get back to. We'll come back to them later once we've um, got mm, through yeah. everyone else's. He's a curious cat this week, isn't he? He is. Yeah. Lots of uh, quandaries. Uh, Matt Raven. Hey, Matt Raven. This is to both of us. He said, "We all slag it off, but all have one. What is your favourite Bromley crowd memory?" Ah, the old Bromley crowd, eh? Yeah. Do, do we always slag it off? Well, I think I, I don't. I'm one of these people that I don't associate drama and shit times with a place because yeah, it's not Bromley's okay. fault that if people decide to go out and get too drunk and have an argument yeah, which yeah, as yeah. we all know from the Bromley crowd does happen sometimes it, it does but you know that's just the natural order of things yeah that's alcohol's fault and people's fault not Bromley's fault Bromley's nice yeah. so leave it alone but yeah the Bromley crowd do you have a particular <laughs> favourite? well there's been many a good time in Bromley yeah. I, one of my favourites has got to be our, when we played the gig at uh uh, well, at the time, teepees, I think. Yeah, that was. And then we fun, had a party it? back at Jason's house. Uh, I didn't. By, well, I don't know. I, 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 I mean, I, I feel like I miscalculated a little bit there. What did you do? I was kind of like in my terribly sensible business-like period at this point, oh, yeah. and I was like, "Oh no, this all got to take the gear home." This, oh, mean, okay. this means I won't touch a drop of alcohol. Yeah. And then I went home and. 
I think I think actually, as I recall, what I was what the real the real reason I went home actually was that at that point BBC Two were doing late night reruns <laughs> of Star Trek: The Next Generation, <laughs> and I was me. like, I'm not missing that. Jesus Christ! Yeah, I know. Well, I yeah, you missed I, out. I, I don't recall whether it was a good episode or not either. Yeah, that's the thing. You know, I'll never forget the party. And that night, that was just a great night. Like yeah. the gig itself, we had like I, 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 a I, think I, I used to do that. I was fucking there. I used to do that a lot, actually. Thinking about it, just bugger off home bugger and watch off. Star Trek. <laughs> yeah, and I'd hear sort of all these sort of second and third hand accounts, all these ridiculous Nuts things, things that, that happened at all these parties. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I'm trying I, to think of other like I think memories. I screwed that up a bit, really. I'm trying to think of other like individual things. Um, should we talk about the great railway, the pitched battle that happened at the railway? <laughs> no, let's, let's not talk that, about no, that. Let's not talk about that. Nah, I'll edit that out. Um, well, yeah, I'm just trying to think of other funny... All right, I have a... <laughs> I don't want to embarrass anyone. It's not that embarrassing. It was funny at the time, but Faust, I remember <laughs> once... Uh, he's Matt, Matt will appreciate this because he's, he's good drums of Faust. Um, I, don't, don't, I don't know whether Faust listens, but I remember one day in the Swan... Where everyone was just sort of sitting, you know, drinking in the garden. I think it was quite a sunny day. Mm. And then we saw anyone that knows the swan knows that you can see through the window <laughs> to the toilet. Do you know what I'm going to say? I know the story. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, everyone knows that you can see um, through the window to one of the male, the men's cubicles, basically. Mm. And we saw the shape of someone sort of moving up and down. And it looked really weird. And then uh, we basically. I you think you assume you've seen something oh, no, in the flagrant TV. June, June Butler, the uh, obviously the landlady at the time, opened the window and looked through and saw Faust doing press-ups up against yeah. the, uh, <laughs> the toilet and just said, Faust, what are you doing? And everyone just, uh, everyone just lost their I shit. Do, I, I didn't like that cubicle because the window no. to it, literally, there was literally a bench People right drinking outside it. Yeah, yeah. pissing, yeah. It's not the best. Well, I mean, if you needed to sort of do a sit-down job. Yeah, yeah. I never basically have an audience. Never did that in this one. Well, and if you do, any, then you do it in the other one. Any port in a storm, you know. All right, fair enough. But yeah, but, that was uh, that was yeah. a funny memory. Also, all the times that we can't, all the times that Faust part, like Faust and Matt and uh, yeah, I guess I think actually above Greg's. Yeah, I mean, I remember that they did a New Year's thing once, and the pool table they had in the front room oh, got completely God. wrecked. Yeah, absolutely. Because I think everyone ended up dancing on it, throwing beer, and everywhere. everyone was yeah, everyone was. Yeah, chuck- so th- th- this pool table ended up becoming a swimming pool. Yeah, basically, with people jumping up and down on it. Oh, it's there's, amazing. There's that- too many. There's too many memories. So many good ones. But a lot of them, like I, I well, the the amount of times we did gigs in Bromley back in the day, um, you know, with other bands as well, like Silas and stuff, and it would bring together the whole. Yeah, of yeah. Those times were some of the best times, Great some of the best nights. Just Come nights in the Swan, the Railway, like um, yeah, TP that night at TPs. Some think, of the best memories. I think ever. we should abandon this question before this becomes Chris and Drew's nostalgia hour. Yeah, and let's we stop. End up up a bunch of old <laughs> bits, you know. Well, yeah, thanks, Matt. Trying to relive a, our glory days. That is a good. <laughs> that is a good question. Um, cool. Oh yes, I've rem- I've just remembered. Then Julian did have another question, <laughs> did he? Indeed. Yeah. Uh, okay. So this was a thing going around um, Facebook. I think uh-huh. Julian put up to begin with, and it's uh, it says it's called the Battle of English and Mathematics. Um, so which will win? <laughs> and I think a few people were trying to answer it, and then I think I saw Liam actually said, "Give it to Chris and Drew, and oh, they'll, no. they'll solve it." <laughs> like so. Yeah. Here we go. Question. One one rabbit saw six elephants while going to the river. You with me so far? So far, so good, yeah. Every elephant saw two monkeys going towards the river. Every monkey holds one parrot in their hands. How many animals are going towards the river? Let's see who went to school. And I should point out that school was spelt wrong. Well, that's no good. Yes, which I did point out. Um, but yeah... That aside, <laughs> and people want my input on this, do they? Well, it's been it's been given. A few people have said answers. Georgie Grange said she said five. I think when I did actually try and work it out, I think I got to five as well. Darren Packham said four. Um, yeah, Darren Packham said just the monkeys and the parrots are going towards the river. The rabbit is going to the river. For all we know, the monkeys are taking their parrots back to the pet shop to declare they are, in fact, deceased and the pet store is in the same direction as the river, so there are only animals going toward it. This kind of thing. 
So what's your... Uh, <laughs> what are you going to say? Right. <laughs> right, here we go. To quote Private Hudson from the popular action film Aliens, fuck that. <laughs> and I'll tell no. you why. Go on then. Because questions like this, although they are, they can be quite fun, they can be quite amusing, I think they serve a really slightly deceitful purpose, basically. Okay. And... But I wondered if it was just that they spelt school wrong. No, no. And he was well, just I mean, trying to catch you out, because that seems a weird thing gen- to put in there. Generally speaking, generally speaking, you'll get things like this, and then there'll be... You'll get another type of question similar to this one, where it's like a maths problem. Yeah, yeah. Or something like that. And But the thing is, with these questions, is they are deliberately ambiguous. So, oh, yeah. like, the second question was, each elephant saw... Every elephant saw two monkeys. Right, see, here's the thing. The river. Yeah, okay. Every elephant saw two monkeys. Every elephant. Okay, but did every That's elephant. The, the, no, but this, the, that, the wording. The wording is, is very murky. So, did yeah. every elephant see two, mon- two unique monkeys each? Yes. Or did every elephant see the, see the same two monkeys? Yeah, exactly. And That's not clarified. Just... Yeah, exactly. And the point is, it's meant to be, it's deliberately ambiguous because the thing is. Well, this is why it's saying the Battle of English. It's not a battle of anything. <laughs> the entire thing is just absolutely... This is a hokum. <laughs> it is. The whole thing is... Um, it's... Um, I don't like it. I can't think of a word, but I don't like it. Um, the whole <laughs> bit... I, I'll tell you what the point of things like this is, basically. If you've got a Facebook page or any kind of, so, kind of social media thing, people are always saying how hey, you need to get people engaged with posts, right? Mm-hmm. And it drives up your traffic, and then Facebook's algorithms say, oh, this person's getting a lot of traffic, let's put them at the top of the pile in terms of where they yeah. appear in the news feed and all the rest of it. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, if you, ask, if you put out questions like this, which are deliberately ambiguously worded or expressed, and are going to generate lots of conflicting answers, yeah. and lots of people sharing it with each other, it's going to drive up your traffic a lot because people are going to be engaging with it. Mm-hmm. There is, the point is, there isn't an answer to this. The entire thing's a cunning ruse to sort of draw you in and hopefully increase the traffic to their page. You can't, well, there's, you can't win. It's impossible to win. <laughs> so to quote Ellen Ripley, also from the popular <laughs> movie Aliens, let's take off and nuke the site from orbit. <laughs> All right. Fucking A. I like it. So there you go. Good Sorry, that's, that's my answer to that. Right, fair enough, mate. Fair enough. Uh, cool. That sounded dreadfully jaded and cynical, didn't it? Nah, that's that's what we've come to expect. This fine. Oh, <laughs> that's quite upsetting. Oh, that's cool, man. Uh, Tom Sawyer. Hey, Tom Sawyer. Uh, so yeah, maybe this will be his uh, question. But he's got a couple. I'm gonna try and get everyone's questions in if I can, but I'm struggling here. There's a lot this week. Um, all right, this is a good one. If you could go back and write any song in recorded history. Um, what would you, what would it be? He also said, and why is the answer Rick Astley's never going to give you up? <laughs> well, the, I always said, the I'm going answer, to answer this straight away. Okay. For me, my I always said, I would, if I, if I, the song I wished I wrote was, um, it's not even that, like, it's just, I just love it, is um, The Heaviest Matter of the Universe. I wish I'd read that song. That's a great song, isn't oh, it? Those of you who don't filthy. know, it's a, it's a tune by Gojira and it's, Arguably, probably one of the best, I would say. Yeah. It's definitely a top five. Yeah. You know. Anyway, go on. Uh, What's your answer? Well, I'm sure have with, a with, with, and... with, with direct reference to Rick Astley, <laughs> I wish I'd written it because I'd be very rich if I had. Yeah. Um, yeah. Can't argue with that. <laughs> but from a purely sort of artistic point of view, oh, blimey. The agony of choice. Know, you know, right. there's, there's so many. Bohemian Rhapsody? Bo rap. Uh, that'd be quite That's good, I suppose. A... Um, what else? What else? What else? Goodness me. Stairway to Heaven? Yeah, I like Stairway. It's not one of my favourite of all time, though, to be honest. Stairway to Heaven. I mean, it's, I like it's, it. I suppose enough, it's, but it's this not... all does come down to why you would choose. Yeah. You know, because there's many songs you could go, oh, it's an iconic song or whatever, like Bohemian Rhapsody. Mm. Just like everyone knows it, everyone reacts to it the same way. Um, but it's like, why would you choose that to be the song that you wrote? Do you want to have it? Do you want to be accredited for it? Or, like you said, do you just want to, you know, artistically be attached to something like that? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, from a purely sort of artistic point of view... Actually, I'm going to give a straight answer for once in my life. Oh, good. Yeah, that'll be good. 
from a purely artistic perspective, if there's one piece of music I really wish I'd written, it would be the song Higher by the Devin Townsend Project. Okay. Uh, because it's, those of you who've heard it will know it's a masterpiece. <laughs> and those of you who haven't, I would recommend it because it starts off sounding like Enya. Oh, yeah. Uh, then it sort of goes into sort of extreme, well, how would you describe it? Extreme experimental heavy metal. Yeah. Um, proper nasty. Uh, then it goes off on a bit of a noodly bit, and then it ends with a sort of big Broadway musical chorus over the course of about ten minutes. It's a real it's got tour a bit of everything. It's got everything. It's a real tour de force. It's a real tour de force, and by the end of it, you just sort of want to punch the air, <laughs> sweaty and exhausted. Nice. Which is kind of how I like music to be. Yeah, fair basically. enough. All right, good answer. Um, all right, <clears throat> Darren Packham. Hey, Darren Packham. All right, here's a deep one. Is it better to be famous when you live but fade into obscurity the moment you die or not have the value of your life's work be appreciated until after you die but then it be remembered forever, like Van Gogh? Ooh. Or Van Gogh. Well, the thing is, I mean... I don't know how much joy recognition during your lifetime can bring you, largely because we've never really experienced it. Mm. Um, I mean, I suppose being recognised during your lifetime does sort of open up opportunities to do other things, doesn't it? Yeah, I guess. So it means that the time that you have is... Well, yeah. Maybe you can use it in ways... Cause this is the thing, Someone it, goes, oh, you did, you did a good thing there. Yeah. Do you want to do it again for me, for money? Because if, if Van Gogh, for example, <laughs> if Van Gogh had been recognised yeah. in his life, he might have got some really cool commissions and gone on to travel and... Kept his ear. Well, maybe, <laughs> maybe not, I don't know. No. But, you know, he might have um, got you know, some really cool commissions. He might have worked for some amazing people. He might have ended up yeah. travelling around and lived a much more rewarding and joyful life than what he ultimately did in the end mm. um, I don't know maybe maybe being remembered down the generations is, is overrated a little bit okay. maybe things have to pass well I think I did actually have this a sort of brief discussion about this yesterday with um, Paul Perkins and Charlotte Lawson mm. when we were talking I was talking to them about um, sorry but it is a Maynard thing yeah, but, obviously. Um, yeah, but he said this thing about um, David Bowie passing away Mm. And no one being able to recreate his art true. from that mind, it's impossible to do that once someone's passed away. So, the, the, this is this was Maynard's reason for creating a, a vineyard and doing something like that because he knows that when he's gone, it is something that can benefit the world and someone else can carry it on because it's not, you know, it's not something that you can that needs to be created from a certain mind. It's something yeah. practical that someone can follow. So that's like a legacy that. That's what we talked about—a legacy where you just it can carry on. Whereas, yeah, like what he's, like what Darren's saying when he's talking about, you know, your um, the value of your life's work being appreciated. Yeah. It's like, well, yeah. you know, what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in a roundabout way, I think I know roughly what. It's like, like well, when you said, like, you know, your everything fades. Yeah. It's like, well, yeah. In in, in there will get to, there will be a point. Probably, I, I, well, there will be a point where certain things well there's a point where certain things fade out of memory yeah you know what I mean where like art and stuff but it's just like oh, no one's alive anymore that remembered it it's gone forever whereas a legacy like something practical or physical in nature like can mm. live for longer basically it's, in- it's interesting I mean there are different perspectives on this I mean Frank Zappa I think said something along the lines of when someone asked him if he was interested in what his musical legacy would be mm. he said no not really essentially <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> and, and, yeah. and bear that's a mind, good answer and he, he was actually he was terminally ill at this point and he knew it as well because mm. he, he died of prostate cancer in the end I think and during one of his last ever interviews I mean they asked him if he was you know what he felt about his musical legacy and you know, I'm paraphrasing a little bit here, mm. uh, or quite a lot actually. And he answered, you know, when I asked him about being remembered for his music and his musical legacy and all the rest of it, he sort of indicated he didn't really give it much thought. Yeah. And then said something along the lines of, the only people who are interested in being remembered are assholes and politicians. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. But then he was always a fairly cynical sort of a guy, mm. Frank Zappa. And you either love him or hate him for that, I guess. Well, yeah, that was a good uh, good question, Darren. Yeah. Um, that was Tom, was it? 
See, Tom, I'm keeping notes. I'm keeping notes. That was Darren. Was it? (laughs) Edit that out. I'm still keeping notes. (laughs) Uh, We'll come back to Tom's got some more in a sec. Oh, good. Um, Where are we? Okay, Ben, I think. Hey, Ben, I think. Public peeves. Public peeves. The supermarket. I love how he does. I love that. I just want to say I love how Ben writes his questions out. So he's written... The supermarket can be a great place full of choice and adventure. Mm. It can also be full of hate and stupidity. <laughs> I see. What things do you hate? What things do you hate about the supermarket? I hate it when people shop in their pajamas or dressing gowns. I also get wound up massively when people walk around eating and drinking their shopping before they pay for it. It also bugs the shit out of me when people pull up, put all their shopping on the conveyor belt, not the self checkouts. Have time to chill, and then when they are told how much how much it is, then they finally choose to pull out their wallet and count their money and faff the fuck about trying to find their vouchers and Tesco card. Now this is clearly Ben's clearly been to Tesco's and got had all Quite of this stuff. Rate. Yeah, he's got annoyed. Do you, with it. do you think that when he wrote this down, he'd literally just done his weekly shopping? That's what I think. So. And yeah. yeah, just got home and had a really bad time. Yeah, the fact that he yeah. said Tesco card as well because I know he lives in Orpington and he's been to the big Tesco's. That's the, that's what's happened. He lives right next to it, so... Yeah. Yes, okay, fair enough. Do you have any of these, though? The some, of, some of those... I don't mind people going around in their dressing gowns in in supermarkets. That doesn't really bother me. But okay. mostly... So what other stuff, like people eating the shopping before they pay for it? Yeah, that, that winds me up. Yeah. Like, and it shouldn't, really, because, I mean, they, they do ultimately pay for it, don't they? Yeah. But it, I don't know. I don't like it. It's a weird thing to do. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. really see the point. And Unless you've literally just landed on a plane that you've come back and you've been stranded in the desert and they've gone off nipping Tesco's, get yourself you a bottle of water. Yeah, exactly. Do you know what I mean? It's like you, know, you could probably wait until you've got home yeah, <laughs> to eat that, exactly. eat that muffin or drink that. And yeah, I think the checkout queue stuff. Mm. The one that always gets me as well is when like the person at the front of the checkout queue is acutely aware there is a long queue behind them, but they decide that they can have a natter with the. I know uh, that annoys with, me. With the, with the, People with the chatting. checkout assistant. Yeah, it's like... It's like... Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Quick, yeah. <laughs> the, annoying, the annoying is, it's terrible, really, because, <laughs> like, I was like, this, is, this, this brings you on to another point. Um, we, as human beings, do the utmost we can to not converse with each other. It's true. We try and avoid talking to each other as much as possible. That's why we now have self-checkouts. Yes. Because <laughs> no one can bear to have to speak to someone when they pay for their shopping. But this is... that's. I remember listening to a Stephen Fry podcast and he's talking about being a kid and his whole thing as a kid was his trip to the library. It wasn't just the fact that he was going to get a book, it's the fact that he went. He had to go there ah, right. and he got to speak to people and interact. Whereas now, obviously, you can just order everything. You don't yeah. have to speak to anyone if you don't want to. Yeah. Which he said is a shame because, yeah. you know, there's you no... You do lose something in the... There is a, yeah. yeah. But, I mean... I don't, do you know what it is? It's just the, the world seems like such a unfriendly <laughs> un, place. unlikable and fr- unfriendly place that I think it just makes people not want to talk to each other anymore. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if that's, like, a uniquely modern thing or whether it was always this way. That's what I, well, I, I suspect. I, I suspect there was always... It was always a little bit like this to an extent, but mm. the only thing that's like really changed is that um, back in the day, because there wasn't the option to do everything online, you just had to get along with people. Yeah, you, you, I mean, even if you didn't want to like deal with like people at shops and whatnot, you had to do it. Otherwise, you didn't have your shopping. Yeah, you know what I mean. So I suspect that's possibly why people. If, they, if, if people were more friendly back then, and I'm, I'm not, I don't know whether it's true or not, but if people were more friendly in the past, maybe it's because they were forced into situations where they had to deal with people and just sort of got on with things, yeah, maybe. Probably. But as far as other public nuisances, uh, littering and spitting. Whoa. Yeah, littering. Can littering fuck and off spitting. And spitting. I also hate mopeds. Yeah, mopeds are annoying. Mopeds can fuck off. <laughs> Get a quieter vehicle. Yes. Um, right, I'm going to try and fit in two more questions. Okay. I'm committed to that Okey before doke. you do a joke that you're going to make up on the spot. Joe Lord. Hello, Joe Lord. I'm going to give you his other question. In all works of fiction, what's the greatest villain character? It all he works said, of personally, Hans Lander from In the Glorious Bastards. Okay. And uh, Carl said, Dr. Moriarty, which I like. That's a good Yeah. That's a good yeah, one. Yeah. Uh, okay. You got one? You got a villain? Um, Han- which one's Hans Lander? I haven't seen Inglorious Bastards, oh, okay. so I'll just throw it out there, that's what he said. I'm assuming it's not Brad Pitt's character. Don't know, I haven't seen it. Okay. 
<laughs> well, I'm assuming. Well, if he's called Hans, then you would assume he's one of the Nazis. You'd assume that. Yeah. yeah. But um, I don't know who Tom. I don't know who Brad Pitt was in it. <laughs> well, not not. He wasn't a German. He was playing an American. Okay. <laughs> um, I think. I think. I think. I think. Oh. Skeletor. <laughs> Skeletor was always quite fun, wasn't he? Yeah. I think. There's so many villains. Uh, Hans Gruber. Hans Gruber, yes. Yeah. Is that what you're going for? Well. Voldemort. Um, Sauron. No, he was I think I'll tell you what. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say. I'm going to say the aliens from Aliens. All right. And before Ridley Scott decided that he really wanted to like ruin the entire mystique of it all. Mm. What I think was uniquely scary about the aliens was that in the first two films, and I think especially this is a point which I think is emphasised more in the first film, Alien, mm. um, when you first encounter the aliens, it's they've, they've brought down... You find all the eggs in that ship that they brought down. Yeah. But the ship appears to be ancient, and, it's, and the ship that they brought down is itself alien... And it's an alien race that they've, humans have never had any contact with ever, yeah, and have you know no prior knowledge about, and yet this these aliens have brought it, have killed all of them, mm. and now there's one loose on your ship, and you've no idea what it is or how to deal with it, and it's that sort of unknowable aspect of it. You don't know how long they've been around. You don't know where they've come from. You don't know anything. They could be old as the universe itself, for all you know. Yeah. That, so you're going with it's the, the it's, it's the not knowing, which I think really, really makes something terrifying. All right. So I'm going to say the aliens. Okay. So Last question. Um, sorry to anyone who I I have asked. I've asked at least one question from everyone, but multiple questions. I'm sorry, I can't get them all in. But Tom Sawyer, I'm going to give him one more because he Ooh, to give and, him another chance. And uh, David Thewlis's character in the last series of Fargo. Okay. Yeah. So, Tom Sawyer's uh, last question: Which is worse? Well done steak or pineapple on pizza? Well done steak. It's worse. That's terrible. Yeah. Uh, I mean... Pineapple I, on pizza. I, never, I was I, never invested in the you, pineapple on pizza debate, like, ever. Do you not... Do you like it? Or? I don't care. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't like pineapple on my pizza, but no, it's, exactly. not, it's not like... I, it's not like a major issue. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I, don't, me. I don't know why it's... Because, but here's, look... Here's the thing, right? <laughs> do, you, do, you, do you like anchovies on your pizza? I, I don't... Or, or do you care? It depends. This is the whole point. If I'm sharing a pizza with someone, I don't want fucking pineapple on it. Okay, but if you're... Sh- you, have to be, you have to meet in the middle. If someone says... Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. If I'm getting my own pizza, I would never get pineapple. How, how many times has this been an issue in your life? Dude, <laughs> let's just let's be real for a second. Whether or not it's been an issue, like it, there's, so there's the answer's, every possibility. The answer is zero, though. No, but no, I'm not saying that. There has been occasions where someone's been like, oh, like, even picking up pizzas from like supermarkets. Someone's like, they put a pineapple one in the basket, and I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> Who's eating that then? You, because I'm not. Mm. It's just an issue, all right? Okay, okay. Because yeah. it's the. <laughs> But yeah, well done steak is uh, yeah. That's not a good idea, is it? No, no, no. Don't approve of well done steak at all. That's at least with a, I, I guess I'll give the fact that pineapple on pizza. At least you can pick it off. Yeah, exactly. If you, if you well do a steak, you can't un- you can't un- you can't uncook a steak. Exactly. You've got to get it right on your first go. So I think we're going. It's always. With the steak I think there. the thing with steak is always if you're cooking a steak, always underdo it because you can always put it back on a bit longer. Exactly. You can't do it the other way around. Cooking with Drew. Anyway. <laughs> that's it we're done is that the joke end? joke this is and all then question bit, of the week this is all getting a bit perfunctory isn't it well I'm expecting you to just make up some shit now that you just thought of on the spot because you don't really care about me or this podcast no not really um, uh, well you know I've got <laughs> such stick for all my lovely long winded shaggy dog stories they, they, no I, you, you didn't get stick for them you got stick from other people not from me like, other people were like, oh, God, these jokes. Where I was like, I found them funnier when they were longer. Did I tell you the really long joke about the shoes? Oh, how long is it? As long as we want it to be. <laughs> Can you make... All right, do question of the week first, though, because okay. if it's going to go Wh- for Which was the question I accidentally attributed to Tom? Uh, it's one of Darren's. Darren's. Yeah, what was the question? <laughs> if you don't even know the question, how are you going to give well, it to I Darren? Remember, I remember... Darren's question was um, about... 
um, your life's work and being famous and uh, is it better for it to, to is it better for you to fade into no, I, I, no I've changed my mind Matt Raven Bromley Crowd oh the Bromley Crowd question. yeah yeah okay that's, 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 the, that's that the question was... of the week well done Matt Raven is well he done. does that that's a new he's a new he's a new scorer. entry yes okay well done point on the board for Matt well so done. Julian you're still in the lead mate still in the lead good job alright you have five minutes okay uh, Actually, no, three. Because <laughs> okay. I know what you're like. Okay, ready, set, go. So once upon a time, there was a chap in the future, and he was a future chap. A future chap. A future chap. Mm-hmm. And it was in the age of AI and all the rest of it. Yeah. You know, futuristic stuff, the world of tomorrow. And he, uh, um, for various reasons, he, he travelled around a lot, so it was difficult for his work, and it was difficult for him to sort of make any sort of long-term friends or anything like that, or have constant companions. So he bought a pair of shoes which had like an AI in them, and basically, you know, he would chat with them. Okay. Basically, guys chatting to his he's shoes. Ga- chatting to his shoes, and, um, and what was great is that you know if he needed to multitask, the shoes could sort of go onto autopilot and walk him to wherever he needed to go. Okay. So if he needed to like do some paperwork, and walk to the bus stop, mm. the shoes would take care of the walking, and he could sort of like look at his notebook and all the rest of it, and okay. you know, handy handy stuff. And if he went out and got completely blasted, yep. the, the shoes, shoes would see him safely home. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, all they asked for was to be you know, plugged in at the end of the night. And that kept them happy. Cool. And, you know, they 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 had a good good friendship struck up and all the rest of it until one day. Um, when he was uh, being careless, he put them in the washing machine oh, no. and put the on the washing machine on the wrong program and completely knackered them. Oh dear! Uh, he was distraught because you know the uh, imagine they're a bit pricey as well. Those. Well, not well, yeah, yeah, expensive. But I mean, he was more upset with the fact that these shoes had become a, a companion to him. Yeah, yeah. You know, and utterly inconsolable as, as you'd expect. You mm. know, and felt terribly guilty about the whole thing as well. So. At the, on the advice of one of his friends, he went to see a priest. Okay. And he was saying, you know, I don't know if this is if you're even the right person to talk to because you know, these shoes. I mean, it was a, it was an AI. It's digital. Um, you know, was it a living thing? Was it a real companion or just a simulation? Mm. And the priest said, "Don't worry, my son. Shoes have souls." <laughs> okay, I'll give you that. That was at least. That yeah, at you're, least gr- you're grinning a little bit. It tickled me. Enough for it to be yeah. worthy. There you go. Time. There you go. Well done indeed. Thank you. Right, that is the end, the of, end this of another episode. This is the sixth episode, wasn't it? The sixth ordeal of this series. So yeah, another three, whatever to go for. Yeah. Cool. Jolly, jolly. Let's get the fuck out of here. Let's get out of dodge. See you later. No, 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 no.